Good morning, and welcome to First Baptist Church of Salt Lake City and our virtual worship service. This morning, I'm coming to you from my own backyard because the power is still out at the church. Uh, we're waiting for uh, our wonderful crews to get over there and get it taken care of. I invite you to pray that it gets taken care of today because uh, we really need to have our child care center open tomorrow. It was closed all last week because of the power outage. I also pray that you have fared well after the uh, uh, amazing windstorm that we had, hurricane-level windstorm that we had here. Uh, I pray that uh, you have recovered everything went okay with you and you are recovering from that um also we were going to today we were supposed to do church in our parking lot and have live worship this morning but uh because of the windstorm and because the power is out we are pushing that off uh till next week and so plan on joining us in the parking lot at 9 a.m next week uh for our live worship experience and watch for details in the emails about that and uh, you can join us for that i look forward to sharing that time with you it's a lot of fun in the meantime why don't we pray and prepare our hearts for worship this morning our loving and gracious god we are so grateful for this day that is set aside to reconnect with you to have our cup filled by your holy spirit to be inspired by your words of love that come to us through scripture and we just open ourselves up to all that you have in store for us today and we we thank you uh be with us uh today and throughout the week to come in the name of jesus christ we pray amen this morning our text comes to us from Matthew, beginning in, in chapter 18, beginning in verse 21 and going through verse 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive someone who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began this, as he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown in prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailer's to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive a brother or a sister from your heart. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. 
Today, our text takes up the topic of forgiveness. Peter comes to Jesus asking, how many times must I forgive someone in the context of our Christian community, the ecclesia? It's clear that as Matthew writes this story into his gospel, that there's some kind of strife in the community, strife which, for which the remedy is forgiveness. Why? Well, because Jesus goes on to answer that why question with a hyperbolic story about a slave who is forgiven a tremendous debt, who then goes on to refuse pity to one who owes him a very little amount. The meaning is clear. Why should we forgive? Because God forgave us. Why should we have pity? Because we also were shown pity. Why should we show mercy? Because we also were shown mercy. But in truth, one must go even deeper to discover the heart of forgiveness and ask, why does God extend such mercy to us? And the answer is simple. Because God loves us. Because God wishes to be in communion with us. This forgiveness that God extends to us is unconditional and without merit. So God has set the standard. We are to forgive a lot. Peter says seven, which seems like a lot to him. And Jesus says, no, even more than that, 70 times seven. However, it feels like right now I have to clarify some of the things around forgiveness. Because while this story, story seems to be black and white, we know the world we live in is nuanced and gray. And here is what forgiveness is not. It is not denying the hurt that has been done to us. Pretending that we have not been wronged is not forgiveness. In fact, we cannot truly forgive unless we face the truth of the wrong that has been done to us. It's not allowing the hurt to continue. This text has often been used to justify staying in an abusive relationship. That is a misuse of this text. In fact, the best gift a person can offer an abuser is to never allow that person to continue in their sin by abusing you again. Getting away from them is good for the victim, and ultimately it's good for the abuser as well. It is not saying, I forgive, but then I'm holding it over your head forever. Sometimes we forgive people, but then we wait for them to screw up again so that we can take it back. Forgiveness is letting go. Marjorie Thompson, who is a Presbyterian minister and a writer, says this, To forgive is to make a conscious choice to release the person who has wounded us from, his, from the sentence of our judgment, however justified that judgment may be. It represents a choice to leave behind our resentment and desire for retribution, however fair such punishment may seem. Forgiveness involves excusing persons from the punitive consequences they deserve because of their behavior. The behavior remains condemned, but the offender is released from its effects as far as the forgiver is concerned. Forgiveness means the power of the original wounds, the power to hold us, is broken. That's the key. Forgiveness releases the hold that wrong has on us and allows us to move on. Now, in most cases, this will mean salvaging a relationship. In other cases, it means severing of those relationships so that the abuse can never happen again. But at the heart of forgiveness, it allows us to move forward. 
The text today deals specifically with the faith community, but the need for forgiveness goes far beyond the church. Within our families and other significant relationships, the only way to stay together is to be willing to forgive. To not forgive is to effectively sever the relationship. It is saying, I cannot look past this thing, and so we really can go no further. If you wish to be to, if you wish to continue to be in someone's life in any kind of authentic way, you must be willing to forgive them. And they you. What if I don't want them to be in my life? Well, I can understand that. And in that case, particularly in the case of abuse, that's probably a good thing. But as stated before, forgiveness is not just about the person you are forgiving. It's about the forgiver as well. Forgiveness releases the weight of resentment and anger that can be so heavy. It frees us from allowing continued harm after the fact of the betrayal. Forgiveness lets all that go so that one can move on. And even though you may never see or speak to that person again, it frees you from the burden of their sins. And sometimes the burden we carry is even beyond the people we know. The matriarch of the church in Seattle I pastored lived in Hawaii when Pearl Harbor was attacked. In fact, she described seeing the Japanese planes flying overhead that morning. And it was difficult for her not to carry a hatred for Japanese people as a whole after that. But when she was older, she found herself in fellowship with Japanese people from Japanese Baptist Church in Seattle, including many who had been interned in camps like our friend Yoshinakagawa, who is here to share his Minidoka uh, exhibit a few years ago. It was through those relationships that she was finally able to forgive and cease blaming an entire country and a whole nationality for the ugliness that happened on that day. Finally, and maybe most importantly, we must learn to forgive ourselves. This is perhaps the biggest obstacle to uh, a deep and abiding relationship with God. We cling to our guilt and our shame and our misdeeds and our shortcomings. And we think we are not worthy of God's love. And it makes it impossible for us to experience the fullness of God's grace and love. It keeps God at arm's length and reduces our faith to a mere ritual or habit. To truly honor God's love for us. We must release that shame and that guilt that we feel. We must say to ourselves, that was before this, and this is now. And we must forgive ourselves and move on, even up to 77 times, as Peter was told by our Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Our loving and gracious God, we are so grateful for the gift of forgiveness that first comes unconditionally from you, uh, to us extending grace and mercy so that we might be in a intimate, deep relationship with you. And you have commanded us, we must forgive others so that we can also be in deep, committed relationships with others. Teach us this lesson of forgiveness. Help us to uh, forgive those who need forgiveness from us. And help us to seek forgiveness for things that we have done and wronged people in. May we be repentant and turn away from those ways as well. In all of this, we just ask that you would be the center of our relationships, that we might honor you and honor each other. We ask this in the name of Christ.
And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Go in the love and the joy and the hope and the peace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you and God bless. Let me see.